Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3Fit, and you're listening to the T3Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started. Welcome to the T3Fit Scoliosis Podcast. On today's episode, we have Lisa Townsend. She is known on Instagram as Townsend Hair. Her and I connected through Instagram, and she's here on the show today to talk about the time that she was uh, found out about her scoliosis. She has had surgery. She is pain-free, and she does hair, which is what her name says. Uh, <laughs> Lisa, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Hi, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Would you share with us uh, how old you were or when it was discovered that you had uh, scoliosis? Um, I was in my early, or probably early, no, mid-40s when I found out I had scoliosis. Um, I actually thought I had something wrong with my hip. So I really had no idea that there was a serious issue with my back. Were you in any pain prior to that? I well, I've always have had a little bit of lower back pain. Okay. Um, but then my hip just really started hurting really bad. Okay. So I made an appointment to go see a hip doctor. And what happened during that appointment? Well, he x-rayed my hip and said, My hip looks beautiful. I think something's wrong with your back. So he had me go back over to x-ray and he x-rayed my back and he says, you know, you've got something wrong with your back. I think it's scoliosis. Had you ever heard of that word before? Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what happened then? Um, I was like, okay, what do I do now? Cause I was in so much pain. Mm -hmm. Um, so he started sending me to pain management Okay. So I started with them and I did the um, nerve ablation, the cortisone shots, the physical therapy. Okay. Um, I pretty much did all that. Did they talk to you about Schrott at all? Have no. you ever heard of that? Okay. I, you know, I've heard about it a little bit through Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a type of therapy or specialized for scoliosis and it was created about a hundred years ago and the woman it's named after uh, Katarina Schroth and there's an institute uh, in Germany where they do very intense uh, active physical therapy that is I believe it's like five to eight hours a day mm -hmm. but it was created sorry no. <laughs> New York City streets <laughs> um it was created about a thousand years ago, uh, sorry, a hundred years ago, and it has just really started to come to the forefront, I believe in about starting 2006. Mm -hmm. So what were your, um, what were your curves when you were diagnosed? Um, 
Well, when I actually first saw the surgeon is when I found out what my curve was. It was at 32 degrees. Okay. And nobody had ever discussed it with you in all of the uh, appointments that you had had prior? No. And, you know, just to put a little tidbit in here, um, my daughter, who is 29 years old, she has scoliosis also, but I didn't find out from her pediatrician until she was probably about 12 years old. And she had been going to the same pediatrician for 12 years. And and the gal never said a word. (laughs) Did they do the toe touch test with your daughter? No. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And how is, how is your daughter feeling now? Does she have pain? Um, she's, yeah, she's, her pain's getting worse. She has a full S curve. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look into Shroff. Okay. Can, we can talk about it further, but look into Shroff for her. I mm-hmm. did it with my daughter, uh-huh. um, for two years, she would go okay. to her specialist and then, uh, I did it with her seven days a week for two years and she was braced. Okay. And her curves decreased. Okay. So, um, okay. Yeah, definitely look into that for her. But, okay. So, so you were diagnosed and you're, you didn't find out about your curves until your surgeon told you. How long was it the time from you being diagnosed until you had the surgery? Well, with the way health insurance works, um, probably about two years. Okay. Two years. Cause health insurance makes you go through all this rigmarole before yeah. they'll even touch you. Yeah. You have to do all oh. the steps and then, well, and yeah. And then wait and see. Well, yeah. My surgery was even denied a week before I had surgery. My surgeon, um, he wasn't very happy about that. So he kind of yelled at him. <laughs> okay. Okay. And how long ago did you have surgery? Um, a little over five years ago, and August first ha- of twenty sixteen. Okay, and what was it like during that time? Um, let's see. So I originally took three months off work, okay. um, and I was in a turtle shell, a full turtle shell, pretty much from my neck, you know, oh. down, kind of down to my butt, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I had to be in that for twelve weeks. Um, 24 hours a day, except for when I was lying down, I had to take a shower in it also. So, and I had a walker for about six weeks. Um, can you explain to us what, what you mean, uh, by saying turtle shell? Uh, it's called a TLSO. Okay. It's a hard plastic shell. It's literally molded to your body after surgery. Okay. Yeah. It's like a big corset. Okay. And you had to wear that even when taking a shower? Yes. <laughs> so how did that work? Um, well, I sat on a shower chair in the shower and, you know, my husband had to um, rig up the shower so I could pull the hose down and okay. I just kind of, you know, put water down inside the turtle shell and, you know, just got as clean as I could get clean. Okay. Wow. So, and how long did you have to do that for? 12 weeks. That's a long time. Yeah. So I'd have to get out of the shower, go lay on the bed, get this thing off of me. Um, it's very hard to get back on you. You can get it off easily, but it's mm-hmm. hard to get back on because you're not supposed to twist or anything. Okay. 
So, yeah. So my husband had to help me with, a, I was a lot of work for three months. Let's put it that way. And, and where, <laughs> where, where were the, um, where were the straps to get it on or off or the buckles in the front, in the back? Um, they were on the side. So okay. the hooks were on the side and then it was Velcro. So I just kind of had to, um, you, you just kind of pulled it tight. Mm -hmm. So okay. they had three black dots on the um, straps of where I had to have them pulled tight. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and your husband was the perfect assistant during yeah. this time. Yeah. Cause you, they wouldn't even let me go home from rehab unless I had somebody here. So there's no way a single person on their own could do this. Yeah. 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 My mom talked about recently uh, having to help me right after my surgery of getting dressed. Uh huh. And and what that was like. But how did long you have, did you have to wear a brace afterwards? I did not. I well, I only had to wear it in a car. Oh. Okay. So um, I had two surgeons at the time, and okay. they they both had different opinions, but it basically boiled down to like, well, first of all, you can't tell me what to do. I'm not with you guys anymore and um my my mother and grandmother kind of joined forces and said let's just why don't you just wear it when you're in a car any type okay. of moving moving vehicle and that's what I did and okay. I, I'm not even sure how long I did it for um I just remember I had surgery towards the beginning of the summer and then okay. I did it shortly thereafter and okay. then I was like I'm done <laughs> I think it's because of my age, because my stepdaughter has a full spinal fusion. Okay. And um, she didn't have to wear a brace. How long so, ago did she have it? Um, uh, five, six, seven years ago. Okay. Seven, okay. eight. So, yeah. So I think because I'm older, it was different for me. Okay. And, and how, long, how long was your recovery for? Well, I was in the hospital for a week, and then they sent me over to um, rehab, a rehab hospital for another week, okay. and I actually got out early from that, so a total okay. of two weeks being in the hospital, mm -hmm. and then the surgeon wanted me to be walking a mile within three weeks of surgery, Okay. so I accomplished that. Um, that wasn't an easy thing to do, but mm -hmm. I did accomplish it. Mm -hmm. So, and then I actually, on my first follow-up appointment with the surgeon, I ended up back in the hospital because I ended up getting blood clots. So, but that was fine and good. It got better. Um, and then I finally did get to go see him, but I did accomplish walking that mile. So, cause like um, where I live, our sidewalks have um, lines on them. Okay. So I would go out, I'd walk like a couple lines mm -hmm. each day and then just go a little further. So that was your, day. that was your gauge to see how far you could get and then set goals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Smart. it took me by the time I got, was able to walk a mile, it took me like 45 minutes, you know, yeah. it was slow going, but I did yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how long ago was that? Um, that I had to walk the mile, mm -hmm. um, five years ago. Okay. Okay. And how has, how has life been since then? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I will say my recovery was really pretty much a full year and a half. Okay. Um, cause like right now I feel normal. I don't even feel like I have any rods or screws in me. Um, I've had absolutely no pain since the day of surgery. 
because I had really severe sciatica. Okay. My L4 had my sciatica just pretty much completely pinched. Okay. So, um, so yeah, working before surgery was a nightmare. And, and now so working and standing for 10 I can, to 12 hours painfully. No, no problem. I did a 10 hour day yesterday. No problem. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. And I'm just going to say you live on the West Coast where the weather uh -huh. is warm. Warmer. <laughs> and, um, and, and do you think that that contributes to being pain-free for you? Um, you know, I really don't know. I, I have a client that actually, we have the same exact fusion from the same vertebrae and all that. Okay. She's a little older than me and she's in so much pain and okay. I'm not. So I think I just got lucky. You, you've got like your home, your own little community out there with, uh, I know. <laughs> fusions and scoliosis. I know. We were for social media. <laughs> we were comparing our x-rays and we found out we're, we're screwed the same. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Listen, if, if they, I wish, I wish, you know, that so many of us had had that opportunity when we were diagnosed because it's, it, it's because it feels like it's getting more and more exposed and people are more comfortable talking about it now mm -hmm. than when I was growing up and other people I know when we were diagnosed at a younger age and there was like, you just were like, nobody, you didn't know anybody who had it. Right. Right. So, but that's, I mean, right. you've got like five people in your surrounding. That's, that's yeah. really nice. That's yeah. really nice. And, and, so you had the surgery and you, and before that you were in pain and now life mm -hmm. is good and you're on your feet 10 to 12 hours a day mm -hmm. and you're very active. What can you share with us what it means for you to be very active? What is your general daily routine like? Um, working. <laughs> <laughs> so on my days off, we, um, so I started riding a bike a couple years ago, okay. got back on a bike. Um, did you have any fears when you first did that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Fall, okay. Falling off. Yeah. Falling off. Um, but I just have a little cruiser bike. I don't go out mountain biking. I mean, I'm really smart about what I do because okay. I don't want to hurt myself. Yeah. So, um, but I ride a bike. Um, we, um, I live in a neighborhood that has a ton of walking trails. So we do um, walk quite a bit. Um, we go hiking. Um, we go to Hawaii every year. So we do some major, major hikes in Hawaii. Um, I swim, I snorkel. Um, I, I have a total gym that I do most of my exercising on. Okay. Um, I have a mountain climber. It's not a stair stepper, but it's a mountain climber because I'm not supposed to run. So that just okay. kind of get my cardio up. Okay. So and when you, I, I just want to touch on when you started riding the bike for the first time and you said that you were uh, making smart decisions about it. What, what, what did it take for you to overcome that fear? Like what was a smart decision that you made first riding the bike? How did you start bringing that back into your life? Um, just getting a bicycle that I can ride on, um, with my townie cruiser. So the handlebars are up a little higher. Okay. 
it's yeah it's not a mountain bike okay. so yeah so, so it was just, easier for you to sit upright than sit a little more forward. yes okay yeah okay I mean I can bend over and stuff I can't touch the floor but okay you know I can lean over fine and are, yeah. you're fused into your pelvis uh-huh yeah I okay. have two screws in my pelvis okay and and that caused the well the surgery caused the sciatica to go away and how does it do you feel any discomfort in that? Nothing. The, you know, in fact, after my surgery, the most pain, which really shocked me, was my pelvis hurt for several months after my surgery. My back okay. didn't hurt with all those screws in it. I have 22 screws in my back. Wow. Okay. So I have two 14-inch rods and 22 screws in my spine, mm -hmm. and then, um, or 20 screws in my spine, and then two screws, one in each side of my pelvis. So my pelvis hurt more than my back did after surgery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that went away after several months. Okay. And, yeah. And how is that withstanding 10 to 12 hours a day? It's fine. And, and leaning forward with your clients. I have no idea that I even have screws in my pelvis. I talked with a gal about two years ago. And honestly, I think it really... I got very fortunate with my surgeon. He's like the best surgeon in California. Okay. So I really think that makes a difference. Would you share his name with us? Uh, George Pichetti. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And his father was also a back surgeon too. So okay. my stepdaughter had him also. Okay. So I really think, because um, he was very upfront and honest with me, because he literally told me, if I don't do this, I'm going to end up in a wheelchair. Um, he's told me exactly what he was going to have to do because he also went through the front of me also. So okay. my surgery was nine hours. So okay. he put, I believe it's an allograft in the front of my spine. Okay. And then they flipped me over and spent the rest of the time on, on my back. And then I knew I was going to have the screws in my pelvis beforehand. Okay. Yeah. Wait. So I had no surprises. That's nice because that's not always the case. Yeah. As I, as I've said, what would you share with us? What an allograft is? Honestly, I think it's just a bone graft or something okay. that you kind of put between my two discs in the front. Cause I had a lot of, I had stenosis, spondyloteliosis, um, degeneration. Okay. All in my lumbar area. Okay. All in my lumbar area. And you were, how old was you were 57. No, you were 40. 51 when I had the surgery. Okay. Okay. And you're. And I'm almost 57 now. Okay. And okay. That's, it, that's quite a journey. I mean, like the fact that you had it at 51 and you're now 57 and you're not in any pain. Mm -mm. I mean, and all the pain that your body was carrying prior and you're standing on your feet 10 to 12 hours a day. It's pretty extraordinary. Well, it was kind of funny when I went back to work because I could only do one client a day. I had to work very slowly back into my schedule. And I love my clients. I've had them for, oh gosh, some of them I've had, a lot of them I've had for over 20 years. And wow, okay. they would ask me after I came back from my surgery, they'd say, oh, you probably need to sit down and rest. And I'm like, no, that was before surgery. Seriously. Wow. So, now you're yeah. just like, you were ready Yay. to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> You're like, I'm not in pain. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. We've got work to do. 
Wow. Because yeah. it actually gave me my life back. Truly. That must feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the freedom. <laughs> the, I mean, I'm like, I just want to take that in for a second. <laughs> because, you know, it, it's debilitating. And, and Oh, it is. My story, yeah. I didn't have any pain and I was much younger. Um, but the freedom that that you now endure that you that you embrace yes and um the momentum and the strength that you're just like i'm going and i'm not stopping it's really it's nice yeah because i literally can do more now than i could before surgery so and i was on some pain medication before surgery but now i take absolutely nothing did you take anything after surgery um yeah they gave me oxycodone okay i took that for i think about six weeks and then i just slowly weaned myself off of that okay did you find any no. challenges with that because i know that, that no happen. Mm-hmm. okay i it wanted to get off of that as fast as possible okay so, but i mean i needed it but i didn't want to be yeah. on it yeah. yeah and and with with people who are hearing your story, I mean, I'm like, I love that you've got this little community, you know, within your family and your clients um, that you can always share your stories and, and support each other and rise each other up when it's not always easy. But if somebody were listening to this and they were to say, I just, you know, I wish I could be Lisa. What, what's something that you would share with somebody on that? Um, as in regards to having surgery or just all of it, you know, from where you were to surgery to now, if I were to come up to you and I would say, Lisa, I really admire your story. What advice do you have for me? I'm in pain. I would say just research your surgeons. Um, and if you really think it's the right thing for you, then go ahead and do it. Um, the recovery stinks. I'll say that. It's not easy. Um, but in the long run, being held up for five months was well worth it. Yeah. I was going to say, which of, yeah. which of Cause the you scale? want to spend your lifetime being on medications. No, that's not good. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, yeah. which of the, which of the scale, you know, is it worth being in pain and being medicated or is it worth doing the research and finding the surgeon? Exactly. I mean, I think I had so much pain with that sciatica that I mean, I was ready to cut my leg off. So yeah, that debilitating. It was that debilitating. So, I mean, I wasn't even nervous the day of surgery. It's just like, let's get this done. (laughs) It's like, I'm done. (laughs) And then after the surgery and after the recovery, the sciatica went away. It, once I came to my senses in the hospital, cause they had me on a lot of drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when they first got me up, that's the first thing I noticed was no more sciatica. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's nice to hear. That's yeah. Nice to hear. And, and again, being on your feet for 10 to 12 hours is not a problem. No, it doesn't bother me at all. I do have a cushion mat that my chair sits on at work. Um, I don't wear high heels. Okay, that was going to be the I next wear, question. 
I wear Skechers and tennis shoes. Um, I don't feel comfortable. I'm tall as it is. Anyways, my surgery made me two inches taller, by the way. So, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but um, I have no need to wear high heels or anything. So, yeah, that's another thing I say about being smart. You know, I just don't want to put myself in a situation where I could, you know, I really respect what my surgeon did for me, to put it that way. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and one of the things that he said to you was just to make smart decisions, whatever that meant to you. Yeah. Like I asked him if I could go skiing again. And he says, you know, it's not, I'm not worried about you, but I'm worried about everybody else crashing into you, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. So, yeah. That's yeah. That's, but otherwise than that, I live a very full, full life. That's it's some smart. It, it's just about listening to your body. Yeah. Just about listening to your body and being okay. I think with the decisions of what we make first, you know, of what we can do and maybe what we shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, you have taken that by the horns. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it actually, I got very burned out at work being in pain. So it actually gave me my passion back for work. So I love, I work four days a week, some, sometimes five days a week. And my days are usually between eight and 12 hours. And I just, I love going to work. I get a little, I get a little tired just from working all day, but mm -hmm. my back is fine. And, and there's no special flooring that you use. You're just on the floor like everybody else. Yeah. Free. My surgeon even said, you know, it might be a little awkward shampooing people bending over, but that's, I can actually bend over and shampoo people now before my surgery. I could not do it without being in pain. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm hoping to work at least another 10 years. Okay. At least. And just creating magic on people's heads. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen, I've seen some of your posts. They are. Oh, thank I'm, you. I'm, yeah. I'm not a <laughs> professional by any means and I don't know what to look for, but they are very, they are very pretty. They are very attractive. Oh, thank you. So thank you. you're welcome. Um, if anybody would like to find Lisa on Instagram and look at her hair, oh. <laughs> uh, you can find her on Instagram under Lisa Towns. No, sorry. Towns in hair. Towns in hair. And, um, if they have any questions, please reach out to her on Instagram. Uh, is there anywhere else that people can find you if they have any questions? Um, if anybody just has any questions, they can just message me on Instagram. I mean, I'm more than healthy or happy to answer questions. I mean, I'm pretty much an open book about this. So because I know so many people who are in pain with back pain, but they're just so scared to yeah. do anything about this. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I've seen good outcomes and I've not seen so many positive, but I really think it depends on the surgeon too. That seems to be the case. And like you said, just the research. The research. And a lot of people don't do follow their surgeon's instructions after surgery. Okay. That, very important. Yeah, no BLTs. And he's like, walk, 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 you know, and I'm glad I did that. Because yeah. I think that's what got me moving faster. Yeah, it's sometimes though, it's, it, you know, I think it just that's determination. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's harder for people to overcome. 
Mm-hmm. And because the body can just be geared in so much pain that it will set them back. Mm-hmm. But we have to change our minds to say, if I start moving, I won't be in so much pain. Right. And when I would go out, my husband would come home from work and he'd make me go out walking. So, I mean, he was a huge support system in me getting better. Yeah. Um, but we'd go out walking and I'd be out there and go, I don't want to do this. And he's like, no, you know, we need to get going. And it was really hard to get going at first. But mm-hmm. once I started getting going, my muscles in my lower body would start to loosen up. And, and you felt the difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I'd always get home and I'd say the same thing. Oh, I'm really glad we did this. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I always say about working out you know when you know. when you're done you feel great yeah you don't that's, want to start but you feel great yeah you feel great when you're done and then you might just want to keep going for more and then you have to kind of say okay step you know yeah step back a notch step back a exactly notch. but Lisa mm-hmm. I'd like to thank you for being a guest on the scoliosis podcast you're welcome and again if anybody has any questions you can reach out to Lisa on Instagram under Townsend Hair. And thanks for sharing your story with us today. Thank you for doing this and having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) If you like this episode, chances are there's someone else out there who needs to hear it too. So it would be a huge favor to me if you'd go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps me get the message out to more people. And if you need help moving in pain, then download my five free tips and I'll catch you on the next episode.